Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Toy Story 4, which we'll be talking about today. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. Beatrice Morat. I'm Trash. And Sarah Potter. Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so we will be discussing the latest uh, film by, by Pixar, Toy Story 4, out in theaters now. Um, you can find more about this podcast at overlyanimated.com if you want to catch up with our previous discussions on other Pixar films and other animated films. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes at overlyanimated.com slash iTunes. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash overlyanimated. And uh, wherever you listen to us, we always appreciate any ratings and reviews you want to leave us. But yeah, and we'll be beginning with a non-spoiler discussion, and later we'll be moving on to uh, to more uh, to deeper plot details. But uh, we'll begin with just giving our general uh, not non-spoilery thoughts. So let's uh, begin with Sam first. Uh, how how do you feel after watching the fourth version of a story about toys? Um, I'm not sure why it exists. Hmm. Uh, that that sounds bad. I mean, obviously, you know, money and whatever. I felt like the trilogy of Toy Story one, two, and three was a good ending, but you know, I guess we have to make more money. Uh, honestly, I thought it was okay. I th- there was like nothing really here for me. It's just about oh Woody, he's he's the main toy again, and Forky's there, isn't he funny? Tee hee hee. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't super duper into it honestly. There was maybe one moment that got my emotions at the end, and we'll get to that. But other than that, it was just like oh, yeah. popcorn's good, isn't it? <laughs> I, I skipped on the popcorn this time because I thought it was going to be so enthralling I wouldn't need to chomp on food, but you you, wow. you, you needed to? All right. I, I always need to. I love well, popcorn. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get deeper into theater food discussion at the end if we run out of things to talk about. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Sarah, um, how, how did you feel about watching Toy Story 4? Uh, I was surprised by how much I liked it. Uh, I was definitely one of the people that thought Toy Story 3 itself was kind of not the best. I, I thought Toy Story 2 was actually better than Toy Story 3, um, but I actually like Toy Story 4 better than Toy Story 3. I think mm. this is a much better ending to the franchise. It's a much better... Because um, without getting spoilers, it, Toy Story 3 is like an ending to the story of the toy's time with Andy. And in Toy Story 4, it's an ending to Woody's story, which is, I think, a more compelling thing since Woody's an actual character, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so it, 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 there's actually like complex emotions going on with some of the characters and the interactions between them. And so it's much more interesting to watch for me. All right. All right. And I, I've definitely heard that that take already that this is since it's more focused on Woody himself than as the group. So that like helps to give it a different vibe. So I think that's something that we'll definitely dive deeper into about what what this does for Woody's uh, arc, so to speak, over the over the movies. Um, but Beatrice, um, what, what, what are your general thoughts about this movie? So I had no expectations coming into this like i just didn't care about toy story 4 i i remember like i just i'm 
I guess I was so detached from the franchise because so much time had passed. I'd seen all the movies, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't care and I didn't think we'd need it. But I like this movie more than Uncharted 4. And I'll give you context for that. Uncharted 4 is a situation, which is, um, it's a video game. It, came, it was the fourth one in a series. It was, we had a trilogy. It, it started, it ended. There was a finish and then that was it. And then we got this other one and it left me like we didn't need it. So I went, for Uncharted 4, I was like, Sam, I was like, I don't need this. What was the point of this? If anything, characters regressed. With Toy Story 4, even though I didn't need it, I very much enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, this still adds to the character. It explored certain characters. It gave us more depth to them. It gave us more of a closure for them. So, um, yeah. So I like Toy Story 4. Yes. So Uncharted 4 is worse than Toy Story 4. You heard it here. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a lot earlier than I expected a video game reference to be made. Although to to let our listeners in right before the podcast, that uh, Disney's Extreme Skate Adventure was also brought up, so this has already been a very video game heavy. It's <laughs> Tony Hawk, but with D- Disney. <laughs> John Disney skating up. <laughs> Is that tagline on the back of the Xbox? I don't for- think no, but it, it's literally the same engine as Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Four. <laughs> oh, okay. Like it's uh, the same exact thing, uh-huh. except with Woody and Buzz and Simba. Okay, okay, and uh, yeah, just quickly, my uh, non-spoilery thoughts. I uh, you got. I was going into this movie expecting uh, pretty good. Uh, stuff because I was like well there hasn't been a bad Toy Story yet so like even if it feels superfluous but like it's still gonna be fun and I think for the most part it feels that we're like it, it's a fun time it definitely to me at least uh, we'll get it we'll get deeper into this it kind of feels like two different movies are going on almost like it, it, it there's definitely a feeling that like it doesn't all like connect as the same story but like it's very woody focused and like that part works We'll talk about Forky. I, I I I enjoy him a lot for for pieces of this movie, and uh, and I think like said there there are other characters going on that also have um that that just that they add a little extra to what could be like a retread. So I I, I definitely think that it's if you've enjoyed the other Toy Stories, I don't think that this will disappoint you. And like as uh, Sarah mentioned, like I think that there's a good uh, the it'll obviously depend from person to person but i definitely think that there is some argument for this being better than some of the than at least one of the previous toy stories so like in that sense i think it's worth a watch so but we'll we'll get we'll get deeper into this as we get begin to go into spoilers so if you haven't watched the movie and you want to go watch it without get, getting knowing too much of the plot details then sign off now um for people who have watched the movie, we will now begin to get deeper into it. Um, where do we want to begin first? Uh, um, it's the same exact movie as the rest of the Toy Stories. Elaborate. So, okay. <laughs> Does she the, need to? <laughs> all of the Toy Stories have the same basic plot. Toy gets lost, usually Woody, Buzz, whomever. Toys have to go rescue these. 
yeah, it's different from the movie to movie, but that's basically the gist. Toys get separated from Andy or Bonnie, whomever, and they have to get back. And that is what all the toy stories are, and I'm sick of it. Okay. Does anybody have I, I think, does anybody have a counter to that? I do. Because I think um this is definitely one of those movies, one of those pieces of media where it's not about the journey, it's about the themes they're trying to tell on the journey. And the and the themes they're trying to get across in this movie in, in this movie. Cause I've been trying to like think about it for a while, because I think there's some deep stuff here, like some complex emotions we're getting into. And I think in this movie, they're trying to have this complex discussion of um what it means to not have a purpose in life and that's not really what we were talking about in the previous movies because they all we always had this end goal of um going back to the kid and that was the point and in this movie the whole movie's about woody realizing that no i don't need to do this anymore and i think that's and and yes it's the same story of the toys get away from the kid and then they try to get back and that's the whole movie and that's fine like but the real purpose of it is that there's these themes going on that are with these characters that I care about, and they get across a message. And I think that makes this movie have a point. It's sort of like how all the Ice Age movies are about walking. I guess. But I mean, also, Ice Age is like a comedy. I think that's a little different. I, I don't yeah, know like, I, Ice Age isn't trying to do it as deep, deep I know. thoughts. I know. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I realize that you know, it has a lot of deep thematic stuff and deep, you know... <clears throat> perspectives and i respect it for that and i like the themes of oh you know woody's learning how to let go and learning you know maybe he should work towards his own happiness instead of you know kicking a dead horse and you know i think that's a good theme but i'm just like why do we always have to be lost why I, we always got to be like getting away from the kids i i i i think in this movie's fence i think this one did it the best way in that like we kept it wasn't like um, I, I think this was the best because the villain of the movie actually had a purpose. Like when we got lost, there was like an antagonist that played into the things we were doing. Like in the other movies, we just had the villains are the reason we're lost. You know what I mean? It's just like oh, evil sheriff captures Woody, or uh, evil bear captures the toys. You know what I mean? Like, in, but in this movie, it's. Um, it's more nuanced. It's a little more nuanced, yeah, and and it, it's evil doll keeps Fork hostage to like Woody Capone. Well, but I mean, no, 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 but she's not evil, and that's the point. Oh. Like that's the point of the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie because the other two characters they don't really end in a happy way. Like, they, but she does. She I think. Like, it, sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. I think it's just frustrating to me that they didn't do the sort of deep character backstory too much in the previous. Uh, installments in terms of they sort of maybe whatever gave like Lotto Huggin' Bear a backstory but that didn't like keep him from being a a loon but that's, you know what I mean? Yeah and, and also he's like a one movie character like it's very yeah. different like it's crazy that we didn't really get this deep stuff for Woody until now while also at the same time making Buzz less of a character it's, it's, Oh my god I we'll get into it but that was so annoying Yeah so, so you are all saying that Woody in the previous films was wooden. Oh! I, are you even here to talk about the movie? Okay, I, I will <laughs> say... To talk what, about hey, 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 okay. like, hey, ease down, do Sarah. That? that was a good one, okay? I, I support also, you, Beatrice. Also, um, I also, in kind of weird defense of the movie, 
and just the franchise mm-hmm. going off of like the the story is the same. It's always about a toy being lost. Other than a child playing with a toy, there's not much in a toy's life other than getting lost. It's either you play with the toy or you lose the toy. That, that's really it for toys. Baker Cake donated the goodwill and right, had to, like... But, like that's still like losing the toy in some way. And I'm assuming the toy wouldn't want to like if like it would be separation against the toy's will. Because I, the toy wouldn't want to leave the like like say for instance with Bo, they gave her away, passing her on and and she wasn't I clearly she didn't like it. So I mean you know, I, I, I don't know. Just think, like, there's only so much. I mean, they can't really go into yes, but like, why are we here? Why are we alive? Like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You know, like, if you, yeah. yeah. If you go into other things, you start having to go into the question of why are these toys alive, and two, are these toys immortal? Which is a scary question that I don't think any of us want answered. And on top of that, it's also like, I mean, like, could I mean, they I have just introduced an, like, I, I mean, could they have introduced, like, maybe, like, another Woody? And it's like, oh, wait, but how, what's the difference? Are we the same Woody? Because well, here's the question, like. In, they did that in Toy Story 2, though, with Buzz. Well, kind, that, yeah, Buzz, that's true, that's true. But it's, it's like a question of, like, well, how do you know that, like, Bo was, like, actual, like, the Bo that they left? Or it's just like, you know what yeah. I mean? She could have just been any other Bo. I don't know. Like, the thing is, like, we, like, there are, in terms of, to the film's defense, if you, there are limits to the very world they created with these toys coming to life. So it's, I understand why, unless you want a, basically, like, an, a documentary series of what, just watching kids play with toys, and, like, do something like that and kind of turn it a little bit into kind of, like, a Lego movie-esque type of film, this is, this is the alternative, I guess. It's just keep losing the toys and they go on an adventure because they can't go on an adventure with their owner because the owner dictates what they do. Lego movie versus Toy Story. (laughs) That's the, that's a comparison though. Yeah, no, but it is, I think. I think there's like, because it's the difference of like, oh, we're just going to dive into the kid's imagination or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And this is keeping up the illusion of the humans will never know what we're doing, but we're actually doing these things. And Lego movie is like total fantasy. So, yeah. And I'll, I'll say as well that like, I, I recognize Sam's point that like all these movies are using the same framework, but at the same time, I think I respect the franchise for like being able to do different enough things within the basic structure that it, at least to at least to me, it doesn't feel like it's necessarily going down the same steps every movie. Like it, it definitely, I I think they do enough to to make them feel un- unique. Even though, even though like when you boil it down to a one sentence description, they would they would sound very similar. But I I think once you get into details, like the experiences that feel feel different enough for me to appreciate it. Yeah, I mean they're all totally different for the most part. Which, you know, I like. Mm-hmm. I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I I also appreciate that this movie takes place kind of exclusively in just a couple locations. Even yeah. if even if um it, it is they're lost and trying to get back. It it reminds me of the first movie in that way. Like we're staying in one little town on a road trip, and that's it. We have the carnival, and we have the antique shop, and like a little bit of like this playground. But that's really the entire movie is there. Mm-hmm. In this one little area, yeah. God, but, I mean, and you, yeah. Sorry. No, no. You go ahead. I was about to say something really stupid. <laughs> like, but I will say also, like you say, it's a little area, but for toys, it's a huge area. Yeah, 
But I mean, so it's, it's, a, it's an entire world in and of itself. So it's like, yeah, there are different scenes, but like, even if it's just the store, you have different sequences within different yeah. parts of the store or like in the carnival, you have different parts of the carnival that they're hanging around in. So even though like, yeah, it's like, it's a, it, it's, it's a few places. It's like, yeah, but we see so much of those places. It's practically a different world each time. Yeah, but I think, but I think as a viewer, and because they're people making it for humans, not toys, watching this movie, like they use those as shortcuts. Like we, as a viewer, can be like, "Oh, they're in the antique store," and it's like easier for us to process that and just be like, "Okay, we're staying in one place, we're in this place, and we're using this one place in cool ways." It's, it definitely, and they use them like they do use it in a lot of cool ways because I mean they have that chandelier scene in the antique shop, but they also have that weird like kind of bar scene as well, and I think that's really cool that we can use just one location and it feels cohesive. It feels like one place that human could exist in at normal size, but it also has all these other things happening there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we, we've talked a little bit about the themes of this movie. And one of, one of them is a focused around, around Woody, as we also talked about, like he's kind of the main focus uh, of this movie. And at least to me, one of the thing, uh, like the the thing that stands out. I mean, I think uh, Sarah already mentioned this, but this is like Woody trying to live with not with his purpose in life that he's been working towards all his life, no longer being you know usable and like having to figure out like what do I do with my life now situation, mm-hmm. and like that's just a very like deep thing to go with, and it's it's just supposed alongside the introduction of Forky. Uh, who is I can't a, believe we lasted this long without talking about Forky. Oh, Forky! Forky is a is a, a spork that with uh, felt arms and googly eyes that Bonnie just creates in the in the kindergarten, and in, its immediate reaction is to be "I'm trash" because I was made from trash, and it just feels the need to go throw itself in the garbage or commit toy suicide by jumping out the window. But and and then like that propels the story of Woody having to hunt him down, like tell him like what it is like to be a toy, and then in the process Woody's like, wait a minute, why am I why am I doing this? And then as the movie goes on, it works towards that. And so I I, I would say that like that part like kind of kind of hit me in a way because also it's kind of like what the the kids in the in the world of the toys are like their god so to speak and so it also feels kind of religious in that way in terms of like what he realizes like like wait a minute why am i serve why am i still serving this person <laughs> this human who doesn't who doesn't who threw me away and like doesn't care the, like it has moved on with his life why am i still feel <laughs> devoted to him and it's like wait a minute i can live my own life without wow. why I have you like, that's interesting that's really interesting how you jump to god where i was like oh it's like the parent and the child has left the nest that, and it's oh, like she- you jump to god and i'm like <laughs> Oh, well, it's but, the parent child, the child went to college, or the child doesn't need them anymore. So now they're allowed to like retire and go on vacation. Mm. Mm. And 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 I'm 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 really glad we're having this conversation because I'm still kind of sitting on it. Like I can see both those analogies you Beatrice and Alex you made, like those comparisons to what it's actually saying. Cause I mean, like what it's saying base level is like what Woody is feeling as a toy. But I mean, like mm-hmm. we can the real message is how that applies to people, like how we can take that message and see what they're actually saying with it. And I'm still not a hundred percent sure what they were going for. Like I can see that they could be going for that. He's a parent and his kid went off to college and he can do whatever he wants now. And I can see the God analogy. I didn't think the God thing when I was in the movie theater, but that's really interesting. 
that just and I I can see where you landed there, but like it just doesn't feel like it sticks right in my brain, and it might be purposefully loose like that where it just doesn't sit in a specific an analogy perfectly so that it can be a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But I mm-hmm. feel like there should be a better, I feel like there's one that should fit better than any of the ones I've heard so far. And I'm can't find one in my head. Well, right emotional now. support something. Well, yeah. I, I think the overarching thing is purpose, right? And like purpose can be yeah. different for, for people in so many different ways. Like it can apply in like so many different fields of your life. And like Woody's purpose all his life has been to be there for his kid. And he instills that in, in, in Forky as well throughout. It's like you need to be there for Bonnie because you make her happy. And that's been his purpose all his life to make other people happy. But then it's like, but I haven't, but now that I've done that, can I allow myself to make myself happy? And like, that's also a thing in purpose, but like, that's like a different thing from like parent child or from religion. It's like purpose is just such like a wide umbrella of things that it can be. That like I I definitely think Sarah you're right and like that this can apply to like a lot of different things and probably won't won't adhere a hundred percent to like one interpretation yeah. but like I I I think that this is malleable enough that you can see a lot of different things in like how Woody's handling this existential crisis. Yeah, and I and that's kind of like why I don't like when when I was watching things I was more feeling I was finding comparisons more to like. Um, because because it, it it seems like Woody's more like this is his job almost like he likes to do it but it's his job or like he did something he succeeded and it's like he's reached the end he's reached a goal and then he's at the end of that goal and he's like now what like I did this mm-hmm. great thing and now what do I do what so do you're... I sorry go, go ahead no no go ahead so you're saying that Woody is a baby boomer and is struggling to leave the workforce. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. It okay. might be retirement. I, I guess retirement might be one of the things, but I'm more thinking like you have this thing you need to do, like this thing you really need to get done, and but you enjoy doing it and you want to get it done. And it's a goal you've had for a long time and you finish it. And there's that time between when you finish it and you pick up your next goal in life, whatever it is, where there's this blank spot where you're like, I'm kind of rudderless right now. And it's not because I'm not a person. It's because without wants and stuff, it's because... I'm kind of in this transitionary phase where I'm going to a new phase of my life. And that's kind of the way I read it, where like just life just has these kind of divots in it where like you did something and you move on to the next thing. And but it's not like this perfect transition to the next thing. There's always like a little layover between them or mm-hmm. crossover. And I think that's more what the movie that's what I was seeing the movie about, where like m- life isn't just these clean phases. It's just you have to figure out how to get yourself to that next phase. So Bonnie's a layover. Yes. Gotcha. For Woody, at least. For Woody. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how they do that first scene with with, uh, with them in Bonnie's room, where it's like Woody is left behind in the closet. Yeah. And uh, Woody still feels, like, the need to, like, be there for Bonnie, even though, like, it's already pretty obvious that, like, his purpose is no longer the same in this environment, and he's clinging on to it, and so he has to... Or the movie realized that, like, he's not, uh, he's just not the person for, for this particular moment in his life, in in her life. So, it, 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 def- it transition is definitely a word that could also fit with, with this whole thing of, like, Woody moving on to just another period of his life and, like, figuring out what to do with that next period. 
Um, also, I think another thing that kind of uh, murks this up a little bit is that the 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 conclusion of this is that Woody and ends up deciding to leave his group of friends and go with Bo Peep. And Bo Peep is a character in this movie that I would like to get your opinions on because yeah. on the one hand, she is you know portrayed as this like per- a person who is like been able to support themselves doesn't has uh, has learned to live outside the structure of toy kid relationships so it can handle her own but also the movie portrays her as the love interest for woody uh, after that being touched upon in the first two two movies but like not that deep but like this one like it really leans into the romance tropes of it and the ending is is you know woody deciding to stick to stay with bo peep and live their lives together as opposed as opposed to sticking with his with his friends so we have like and and those aren't necessarily two opposites but like those are the two like big pieces of the of bo peep's story in here so how do you guys feel about Bo Peep in, in her return in this movie and how it fits with 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 Woody's uh, with Woody's story here? Um Beatrice, uh, let's go to you first. What what are your Bo Peep thoughts here? Oh man, I had a joke. Um all right. So <laughs> did, did you I just mean, come here with jokes? Yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. I, I, I feel it. No, I feel... Okay, I have provided enough to the conversation that we've we've addressed that I'm valuable to this conversation. Okay, okay, now, okay. I was going to say, and this is 100% valid, Sarah, we've talked about this. She is thick with two C's. Yes, And it's is. so great. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. I think an important thing to note is that Beatrice and I saw this movie together, and this was the first thing we talked about when we left the theater. Ah. <laughs> no peep is thick. All right. She, it's, and it's wonderful. Um, and I adore how she's animated because it really shows – just how 3D animation has has advanced. Just the way the light hits her and really capturing the the porcelainness of her, and it just animation wise, she was really a standout yeah. of of the story. Um, I don't know. I, th- I thought she was great. I thought she she. It's weird because in every other film, she wasn't a character. She was right. just she, you know it, it, she was. You know, like Mr. Potato Head had more personality than she did. So it was kind of or like what Rex had more personality than she did. The 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 dog that has like the the spring in the middle. Slinky. Uh, he he had more personality. So it was kind of, and it yeah. So I I really like Bo in this movie. I think she's one of the strongest things about this movie, and th- that's one of the things that make this movie so great. It's that it's retroactively fixing a mistake and a weakness of the franchise, which was the female love interest and actually making her um, uh, interesting. And um, it's like, it says a lot that I don't know for me, it's like, okay, well she had to leave in order to gain that. But I mean, we do see that in the opening sequence that she was always, what I like is that in that opening sequence that she was always, she always had that in her granted this is retroactively. It's informing us that she was always very capable. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was like very much like a leader in, in X, Y, Z. But um you know, it's just, I think this, even though it's very much Woody's movie and it gives him depth and everything and develops his character and makes him more of a character in a way that the previous films haven't done, it's done the the, the character that benefited the most from this movie was Bo. Like, hands down. Okay, okay. Um, Sam, do you have any Bo Peep thoughts coming out of this? Um, 
I agree with Beatrice that, you know, this movie was very much Bo's movie and like hers, her character building movie, so to say. Uh, you know, Bo, she's a strong, independent woman, TM. She don't need no man except for Woody, obviously. Um, I, I ship them. I ship Woody and Bo. Why not? Did, have you shipped them since Toy Story 1, or was it just no. this movie? No, because, okay, so if you follow me on Twitter, I made this thread a couple months ago after seeing the Toy Story 4 trailer where I wrote a love scene <laughs> for <laughs> Bo and Woody. Uh, it's not safe for work to share, but basically they have a night together because they're toys, and I don't know how toys kiss. And it was very romantic, and I thought, you know what, this is going to happen in the movie. And it basically did. But they didn't you know? kiss. They didn't kiss, because... What did they like? I like two. What, what would two toys kissing of their own accord look like? Yeah, exactly. I don't think we needed that. I think I need that. I think we need to explore that in Toy Story 5. <laughs> That's Toy Story my... 5, the one where they all kiss. That's no. my uh, prediction Look. wish list for Toy Story 5. We'll keep it running. I want toys to kiss of their own accord because I want to see how they're going to do it. And that's what I got so far. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I just had the greatest joke, but it's not safe for work. God damn it. <laughs> it's not it. G-rated, and that's how we have to leave it. Yeah. Save but it yeah, for our Discord. <laughs> Bo is a, a, a good egg. You know, she's... A good egg. She's an interesting lady. She should really super glue her arm back together. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like the tape just isn't doing it. Yeah, okay, okay. And uh, Sarah, yeah, Bo, Bo Peep. Besides Bo Peep being thick, what, what else did you think about Bo Peep uh, after watching the movie? Uh, I really liked her character. I really liked... Uh, she really filled Buzz's role in this movie. And she did! The role that Buzz filled in the other movies. She was the strong second in the cast. She was the one who was more... Uh, bold i guess is the right word like she was the one that was pushing woody to do some crazy stuff during the during the action like she pushed him to go on that back of the motor what was it duke kaboom's motorcycle that one mm -hmm. time like, like she's the one who's doing these crazy things and buzz is just or not buzz sorry woody was on along for the ride essentially and i like that she was the one feeling that that felt good and it was never there was never a moment in the film because this happens sometimes when we like, we never question, we never had this moment where like you're a woman doing this. Like no, like it was just Bo. It was just Bo's character doing these things, and she was awesome, and I really liked it. And um, I don't know, I just like all of her little sidekicks. I love the Tamagotchi type friend, and I liked her sheep. And I I don't know, it 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 felt like Woody was a was a fish out of water in her world, and I really enjoyed seeing that. That we were entering it a domain that she had not control of, but an understanding of that Woody didn't. And it always felt like Woody was a step behind her in what they should be doing. And I really enjoyed that. All right. All right. So generally positive thoughts on, on Bo Peep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was maybe uh, one scene that I didn't, I, I was questioning of during the movie, but it's not even worth mentioning because um, I didn't like it. And then I saw the end. I, I thought they were going towards a different ending. And when they didn't, it was fine. Uh, well, can, can I 
mention like one thing that like bothered me a little bit is like when Woody and Bo are, are breaking out of the antique store and Woody is like, uh, we, we got to go back in. And everybody's like, no, you shouldn't. And then he says some, I forget what the specific thing he says, but it gets Bo angry. I think something about like, you wouldn't know responsibility or something. And then loyalty. Like they, yeah, loyalty. Yeah, that's the word. And, and then like Bo walks off. But then, like it, it, the the switch, the 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 switch in Bo's head happens. I felt pretty quickly, where it's just yeah. like the friend is like, "Hey, Woody's a jerk, right?" It's like, "Wait, no, we got to help him." I love that determination. It just like runs back. So like, I I felt that that was a little too quick, and maybe like not uh, not in line with like uh, you know her her self reliance up to, that was displayed up to that point. But like, I, I don't know. I think that that's the the only thing I, I have with it that like it's it's gone done very quick and it feels like for the purpose of just like you know drive driving us right back into Woody uh, Bo Peep love interest situation but like I, I don't know and that was the scene I was talking about that I did have an issue right. <laughs> when I first watched it but as I've sat with it more I've actually been okay with it because when I looked when I thought back on the scene I remembered that she actually got mad at him first and then he got mad at her after she raised her voice and i think it was less of a like it was it was more of a concession that they had a fight and she wanted to fix things and that's something that happens sometimes in relationships you have an, you get upset with each other cuz when woody gets back it's not like he is surprised that she's back he understands why she left because of what he said and i think that's why it's okay because the fact of the matter is they had a fight they they both made mistakes and they reconciled that and they it, they didn't vocally say it, but it's clear that they both recognize they made a mistake by the way they're acting when they meet up again, by the way they act as they're leaving each other. And I personally, I think that makes it work. And I think they did like vocal and not maybe vocally, but through their actions, like yeah. Woody does the one thing that the fight was about where she goes, you have to leave. Like you have to put the kid second. You have to put you have to put the toy toys first. Like, like you have to yeah. stop putting the kid as the like stop having this tunnel vision to make the, the and put the kid's happiness as the most important thing. And what does he do at the end? He listens. He does. Yeah. He doesn't put the kid's happiness first. Um, and he does grow. So even though, and I think that's what makes that fight is what makes the him turning back and fall and meeting up with her and like hugging her and reuniting with her all that more powerful. And, you know, I, maybe it's because like the Polly pocket care, like, I don't know. I, 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 for me, I thought that the Polly pocket it's, it's, I felt like it was, it wasn't too fast because it's one of those things where it's like, all right, we can have a fight. I can point out this person's flaws, but if any outside person starts pointing out their flaws, it's like, no, I'm going to defend them because they're my person. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah sure. So, yeah. so it was <laughs> yeah. kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, no, he isn't uh, uh, selfish or he isn't whatever. He's you don't know him. He and that's yeah. what it's like. And that understanding of like, I understand this person, like like what Sarah was saying. It's like, I understand this person and we had a fight. But I still like that the by her defending him, she thought I like I'm being I need I, I, I care about this person. I need to go back. I need to help. Even despite it all, I still yeah. I still want to help. No, and I and I completely understand. That. I think the 
reason I understand that is because I've been in that situation or a similar one where like I'd get in a fight with my with 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 Cade and and I'd talk to someone else because I need someone to talk to and Cade's not that person when we're upset with each other and they'd say something and I'd be like no no they're right we're having a fight but like they're not wrong about what they're saying because I know Cade I know the emotions they have and sometimes we have we get upset with each other but it doesn't mean that I still don't love Cade and I still don't have an understanding of why they're upset. Sometimes you just get upset and that happens. And I think that's more what this was. It wasn't like this big moment. Like it happened at a big moment in the plot, but it wasn't a big moment in their relationship. This fight wasn't like the crux that was going to break them. It never was. Like they didn't, Woody and Bo did not push each other to that limit in this movie. Even it was just, that was just the climax of the story. And that's a very different thing. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I think that's that's good justification for for that. Um, let's see here. Uh, I, I mean, I, I breezed by Forky in like in oh, terms yeah. of like Woody's. Yeah, we need to talk about him. <laughs> well, in terms of Woody's arc, but like, how, how, what what are the what are the Forky thoughts on <laughs> on him? I would say, have you seem eager? Let's go to you first. So how did he not break? And, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, agree. Plastic spork; those are pretty easy to break. And how did he not lose like his play-doh lips or like a googly eye or his hands? Like, how is he not completely broken? I guess I would have been upsetting for the children to see. Um, so that's one forky take. I think he's all right. He's just kind of a sweet little baby boy who needs help figuring out the world and. Honestly, he doesn't really serve too much of a purpose. <laughs> I mean, he's the person, toy, whatever, who kickstarts Woody's arc in this and sort of gives him purpose for the plot. But towards the end of like the movie, like the middle to the end, when uh, Forky gets kidnapped by uh, Gabby Gabby, he just doesn't really mean anything anymore. He just sort of like, oh, this is the object that we have to get back to Bonnie because Bonnie is sad. And he's not a character at that point. He's just a thing. Yeah. Which the movie is trying to argue against because he's a toy, because he's alive, but I digress. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't go as far as to say he's not a thing. I mean, he is a thing. that He's become a thing and less of a character. I think it's just that the movie shifted um, the the importance of his character. So, like, his character now fulfilled his purpose as pushing the story forward and getting Woody where he needed to be to, like, meet up with Bo and all this stuff. And, um, you know, he... Beca- so, yeah, he's no longer important in that sense. So, like, it's kind of... But he's kind of has this kind of childlike mentality that's kind of superficial, so you don't really get these really deep thoughts because he's only like what two days old, um, so I agree that he because he does he lo- loses that kind of uh, his best moments are in the beginning of the movie, but it's kind of like the story. It kind of it's one of those things where like the story, like the character that w- that we were going to explore was going to always going to be Woody, and he was just one of the side characters, and he yeah he kinda, was yeah sort of like a means to an end and i'm I, I guess i'm just a little bit disappointed concerning like the marketing i was like oh my god this fork he talks and he's gonna have an existential crisis throughout the movie and that wasn't really delivered on and i was like oh, okay he, he was a much smaller character than the 
uh, promotional stuff seemed to say, essentially. Yeah. He was, like, if we look at his thing in the movie, like, most of the time, like, he's a quote-unquote character, it's just as a gag. He's not actually, like, a character for most of the movie. His his big char- his big realization happens before the main, like, plot starts when he gets lost in the the antique store. Like, his... His character arc is already over by the time we're doing Woody's character arc, really. Mm. Yeah, and that that was my... When I said at the beginning, like, it kind of feels like two movies, because I think, like, the first, like, third of the movie is is Woody and Woody and Forky, and, like, Forky mm. realizing himself. And, like, that feels almost like its own movie, because when we shift to Woody and Bo Peep... And then it's and like the there the 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 end is to rescue uh to rescue Forky, but Forky is treated like a hostage there. So like and we we and with the realization that comes at the end of like oh I actually mean something to Bonnie, but like it kind of ends there. So like I I feel that like the the transition from from Woody Woody and Forky to Woody and Bo Peep is a little bumpy in that sense, but. Like I, I I get I get the 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 meaning of it because like also as Woody is talking to Fork is is as we reveal like his beginning to struggle with with who he is and and what he is and so that bleeds into his interactions with Bo Peep so like in that sense it connects but just like Forky kind of disappearing as a character is kind is kind of like oh what what ha- what happened half an hour ago or there's this character that was pretty funny that I liked well what happened to him. <laughs> Yeah, and I think um, I think he kind of loses a lot of that charm by the time he makes that jump to being like understanding that he's a toy. I think his yeah. real charm is like not understanding what toys are and trying to learn that. And it, and it is nice seeing that scene where Woody's explaining his story to Forky. Like it's cool. It, it's really kind of cathartic to see Forky learning that through Woody, and it feels like a real passing on of knowledge. But then Forky is just kind of like, "Hey, I'm here for like the whole movie." Yeah, yeah, but but that there we do we do deserve to to give uh, praise to that scene where they're like Woody is rescuing uh, Forky yeah. from like throwing himself off the side of the road and is like walking them along. It's like a joke, like "Will you carry me?" <laughs> Which that, is, that's uh, a great yeah. story. Right? I love thing. <laughs> and it's just like dragging him and. He, so like they do good physical stuff with him, and then also like you have like Woody emptying his soul to <laughs> to Forky, <laughs> and um, also like just Forky just being like I'm trash over and over again. It's just very relatable in <laughs> in a in a very yeah. sad, saddening way. But and, and like but how- I mean, like even when he ex- but when he explains it, I don't think it's even that sad. I think it's just like I I don't think it's even that sad once he explains it. He's just has a weird connection because that's just how he was made. Right, yeah. right. It's, it's yeah. more like I, 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 I don't see myself as this new identity you're you're placing upon me, and like that's like a whole whole thing that you could dive into. But eventually, when he turn, turns him around, like accidentally describing it as like, "Hey, this is like if somebody was saw a warm piece of trash and enjoyed it," and like Forky understands that, and like that turns the light bulb on in his head. But like that whole scene is just like a lot of like it's doing a lot of different things and a lot of it's sprinkling in the humor and the feels, and so that's like a classic Pixar. Uh, move there so the, the, all, yeah. all of that is pretty good 
Yeah, I will say it also kind of adds to, if we're going to read this whole thing as like a parent letting go of a child, it adds to that kind of parent-child dynamic. Because there you have, like, Forky was essentially like a very inquisitive young toddler child who... Mm-hmm. Who just can't, like, you know, the whole, like, carry me scene, like, I could easily see that as a parent being like, I'm not going to carry you. I told you you would get tired, and you still did it anyway, and I refused to carry you. And it's like, that's how it played out completely for me. So it's like, it, it just adds to that, echoes that kind of theme, if we're going to read that theme. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess, like, with the with the uh, parent-child, like, Woody is literally, like, uh, Forky's dad because like he's the one who yeah. like throws up yeah. the spork and the, and the trash up to the table for body to find it so yeah well what what he is Forky's papa so good good or is him. he his god oh my god no, his, no, like I, his demigod so like Bonnie is like the main yeah, god she's like yeah Zeus Bonnie is then... is god with a capital G and like <laughs> Woody, I don't know what's like is... a, what's like the Greek god of chaos or whatever because that's what Woody would be because he's just a mess <laughs> well. <laughs> Woody is such a jerk, like all the movies, and like I don't like him. Well, I, do you, do you not like him in this movie? Like I, I feel that his jerkiness no. is kind of toned down in here, but you know, I mean, it is, but it's still like, oh yeah, Woody, he still has to be the center of attention all the time, yada yada yada, and like, yeah, you know, he it's endearing because he's Tom Hanks, <laughs> like that's the only endearing quality I genuinely feel towards woody but other than that he's just really self-serving and narcissistic and everything has to be about him and, and but i mean like light like you get how we got there for like i know he, but like i don't like it <laughs> but i i i don't like it either but i understand how his character got there which makes it interesting to watch him because i wouldn't be friends with woody as well no i don't think i would be either but i think the movie is aware of him being kind of toxic the fact that he is just not He's not a good person, but also he's he never was a person. And this movie was him becoming a person and stopping being this thing where his life is being the entire life of someone else. And I kind of like that. I kind of like this person realizing, hey, my existence before wasn't only just like kind of messed up. There's a better one I could be having. And I, I like that all the Toy Stories are just about Woody learning to grow up. Yeah. That'd be yeah. a person instead of a toy, which is what he is. Yeah. And uh, growing up takes uh, various different roads, right? It's like you can grow up in different ways. So I guess that checks out. Although also like the of it being like self-centered is interesting because like at the end of the day, like this movie is about like him choosing his own happiness over the over like providing for the happiness of others, which is also kind of interesting in that way like uh, you know like i think that's that, that that's a better solution than like oh yeah i'm gonna what's the plot of another toy story um just going back to the kid like that's just yeah. the other plot of the toy story like there's no other like deeper meaning to any other movies like there's some deeper meaning in what like the humans do like in the end of toy story 3 andy gives up the toys and goes to college and that's sad but there's no deeper meaning to what the the, the actions that woody or the other toys make it's just them getting back to the kids. There's no deeper meaning there. And that's kind of what the, I think Toy Story 4 adds to this, where there's a choice at the end made by Woody that actually matters. He's making a, he's, he, there's multiple choices made by characters here. Like him getting rid of the voice box, that's a really, like, I think, 
thematic decision made by him. Like, it's a very interesting decision. And nothing like that's done in any other three movies. Can I mention that the voice box thing kind of bothered me? Like, it was creepy? No, it was, like, I didn't feel like there were any stakes there. Well, <laughs> like, if... okay, so it was set up earlier in the movie. Yeah. Like, what he was like, oh, yeah, Buzz, you should listen to your inner voice. And then Buzz starts using his voice thing. Um, like, his buttons on his yeah. chest. Uh, and, you know, he was freaked out to lose it because, like, it's his voice box. But other than that, it, like, it didn't really seem integral to his being Ooh. for, a, like, like maybe in the past movies. Like, oh, yeah, you just throw the string and you pull me. Yeah. Like, sure, but it didn't really feel like that big of a deal that he lost it. Well, no, but the thing is, the voice box is the metaphorical um, representation of him being someone's toy. It's Isn't him. It? Yeah, because... It lets it's a string attached to him that you can literally lock onto God. and you can make him speak without, well, without him. Well, no, no, but the bigger thing is it's the only way he as a toy has a way to communicate with a person. Right. Because I'm not saying they... that you guys are wrong. I just hate that. that no, no, no. I, <laughs> but, but for me, it was definitely, it, it was two things. It was that, what I just said. It was the metaphorical him being like someone else's toy. Because it's been shown in the movies that when you pull the voice box cord for other characters, the toys can kind of manipulate which thing they say when the kid pulls it and because like when bonnie pulls the thing for him the first thing he says to her is like you want to be my best friend essentially and um and and that's just like random chance it could happen but we know that these aren't just random beings like they have control of their own bodies um but the other thing it really represents is his time as andy's toy because whenever he like like he he he, like the beginning of the movie is just it just really shows and this whole movie shows that he's trapped in that time when he had a purpose he's trapped in that time when he was a toy of andy's and he is growing past that and unfortunately it takes this really creepy surgery scene and him realizing that um he's not needed to realize that he can give that up he doesn't need that voice box anymore and it i don't know like think i know if i like that message because it's like i don't know if you really need to give up part of yourself to move on like that seems a little drastic but metaphorically understand what they're going for sure yeah okay but uh, yeah yeah and and i guess that that like weaves into the the bill the quote the antagonist of this movie who is uh, gabby gabby voiced by christina Hendricks. um she is a a doll who has a puppet henchman um, i hate them why are oh, they they're here? so great you hate them sam they're like the <laughs> best thing ever i love no, them. they're not because puppets that walk and are evil are my one of my biggest fears but that's why they work so well they're so creepy that doesn't stop me from being scared of them they're look, so good, though look sam at least they weren't clowns i'm not afraid of clowns oh you're not I'm afraid oh, of puppets sorry. <laughs> these puppets were really they were really creepy i agree with sam but i think that I, i'd say that's a good thing yeah i, I i'm on the side that like yes they're creepy but it works towards the aesthetic they're going for and i think they know that they're creepy and they're doing that on purpose to me. i i really love the like they went like triple agent on us like because there was you see the puppet the first time it's creepy and then like you and you but you see it through like slats of like a chair and you go around and they go around and the puppet smiles and you're like oh they're just doing that thing where, like, there's a creepy toy, but it's actually a nice toy. But then they double back again to make it be creepy again. And I really like that. Like, they, it actually caught me because I actually was surprised when the, I wasn't surprised by the time they made the reveal because it was clear that Gabby was a villain. But, like, mm-hmm. 
I was surprised he did that like heel turn twice. Like we went from toy creepy to not creepy to creepy again suddenly. And they did really good job with the way the toys were moving. Like its limbs were always like dragging behind it. I just really liked it. Okay, okay. And and how do you guys feel about the um the tw- I don't know if it's re- because like Pixar in recent times has been leaning a lot on like the the third act villain twist, but like I think it's usually been more of like the person who you think is good is actually bad, but like this time it's the person who you think is bad actually has you know, intentions that are aligned with what the main character wanted in a previous life. So, like, it's a little yeah. bit more complicated in that sense. Well, like, how do you guys feel about the unfolding of uh, of Gabby Gabby from being from being portrayed as a villain to then, like, the movie wanting us to sympathize with her? Um, Beatrice, how, how did you feel about how she was handled throughout it's, the movie? It's weird. It's weird because at the... Because here's the thing. At the end, like, she was always going to get the box from Woody. Like, she was either going to take it from him or he was going to give it to her. Mm-hmm. It was never, she was never going to resist that. Like, I mean, like, he was, like, she was never going to, like, resist that temptation of the box. Like, ever. So it's like, on the one hand, like, we, she got lucky that eventually Woody started to sympathize with her and the whole, like, okay, I get it. Like, that one moment that you seek and you wanting a kid and all that. But... At the same time, it's like, yeah, but she was still going to literally rip you apart to get what she wanted, like, for sure. Like, it already had already kind of started. So it's a weird thing where it's like, yeah, she becomes sympathetic and she stops being a villain in the third act. But it's like, but she didn't really learn from the mistakes until after she took the box and then tells him, like, you can have your box back. It's like. Yeah, but that's after you didn't get what you wanted, I guess. But it was never like I I don't know. It's like it's this weird thing where where she re- she she real like she, I don't think she sees it as a mistake. But she never she never sees taking the box as a mistake. It's oh, it didn't work. But I'm not sorry for doing it because I'm like I, like it's the kid's fault for not liking me. And what I did to you was had she liked me, it would have been worth it. But I also kind of like that because it feels more real. It feels like this is a real person. This doesn't feel I, – I kind of like this better than like a sudden heel turn of her understanding what she did wrong. Like she feels like a person who did something pretty mean and jerky to somebody and maybe more than that if we like make more analogies allegories these people being real people and not toys because it's really messed up that she essentially just stole an organ from Woody. Um but 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 even beyond that, like, it's just this she made a mistake or not a mistake. She did something I, I like we can say she did something evil. Essentially, she stole something from Woody, whether she convinced him or not. She stole it from him. She found a way to convince him to do it. She she learned his life story so that she could tell him a story that he would get emotional towards and then give her the thing that he, she wanted. And at the end of that, she didn't get what she wanted, but she still had the thing she stole. And she was going to give it back, like you said, because she didn't get what she wanted and it didn't matter anymore. But I like that she didn't – we didn't just reverse that. We just went on with it and Woody – and Woody had already – because this was part of Woody's journey that she wasn't part of, Woody was fine. Woody had 
gone, gotten past this. He had just given up the thing that he needed, didn't need anymore. And yeah, she didn't learn her lesson, but they both had, it's just kind of like, it's almost kind of beautifully complex situation where it's not quite like, I, I can't put words to all the things that are going on in it, but it's not clear cut. It's not black and white. There's a lot of complex emotions going on. And these people are not, at least one of them is not right all the time, but that doesn't mean that she didn't deserve happiness. And I liked that. And it's interesting because if you flip the point of view, it, she easily could have been like the he- like she. It, they really followed through with like yeah. everyone's the hero of their own story. So it's yeah. kind of like she was desperate enough to tr- to gain to go after her her goals and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like um, it is that question, like what someone may seem as manipulative, other someone else can read as desperation. Yeah, and, and so and, it's it is it is complicated, and 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 it, it's not clear cut, and that's in a way it's refreshing. Yes, and I I think the perfect example of that is like even in that scene where she's getting picked up by the girl, I wanted her to get taken by the girl and have that happy right. life with that girl. Yeah. What was her name? Harmony. Harmony. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I wanted that for her. I really did because even at all that you even after everything she did you understood why she did it you understood she just wanted what woody wanted because we learned we understood why she wanted things by the choices that our main character was making and that's great storytelling because she was making decisions based on similar emotions to the ones the character we were deeper more deep involved with and that's great we're not so different after all yeah it is that but (laughs) but they're also completely different they have different motives, different things they're trying to do, but they have similar goals. And that's really cool. I really like them. It's like, it's not even similar goals. It's like, it's that, that it's the similar purpose. Yeah. Like that fulfillment is the same. So it was, even though they've had completely different experiences as like Woody is like, had the perfect kid that loved him forever. And then you have this girl who, you have this toy who never had that, but they were able to bond because they both understand that that need for that purpose and having it yeah. be fulfilled. And you have the one person who, the one toy who didn't, who had it fulfilled and the one who didn't. And it's that kind of empathy. And it's in a way, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, you were privileged enough to have a voice that worked, a voice box yeah. that worked. And I didn't have that. And now I'm trying it's to get it. It's, and I want it to be my turn. Please give me that chance. I have this chance. Like you've had this great life. Now let me have mine. So. And- I don't know. It's just the more I see this movie, the more I just think that Gabby is like the reason I love this movie a lot more than uh, mm. Toy Story. Like, I just really like the way they played Woody and her off each other. Yeah. They, I, I don't know. There's, it's just really, it's really interesting. Yeah. She's, she's definitely got a lot of, a lot going on for, for sure. Yeah. Uh, just want to quickly fact check. Uh, Harmony is the girl that she's trying to get to notice her and right. gets rejected yes. by. Yes. Uh, the girl the at the t- end the t- who t- takes. Girl. Yeah, yeah. The girl at the end, I don't think we know her name, but... Like, I don't think yeah, so. Don't that think made like... me cry. That was, like, the one emotionally poignant scene of the movie when the little girl was lost and Gabby Gabby went down to her and she was like, will you be my friend? And I just... I just how... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, you know, when I go into the Toy Story, I expect to be emotionally compromised in some way with the deep meaning, etc. But I was really... Uh, a little bit disappointed that this small little tidbit of a scene was the only thing that really touched my heart. I'm, and I'm sorry that it wasn't because like, 
clearly like I think I related to something and I wish you did too, but I get that like not all stories connect with everybody. Like I really did connect to a lot of things that Woody was going through and things that uh, Gabby was going through. I liked it. But I do agree that that scene with the kid was really, really tough because I just loved the little things going on it because like um gabby is like nervous and she's walking really slowly and her whole body language when she's moving is like really nervous because because we just had that scene where she was dropped by by harmony into the box like i don't know it was just it, it was this very intense scene where you wanted something good to happen to gabby finally and it i, I don't know it worked really well on me it's I, toy it great scene. it's toy tinder yeah it's toy tinder you know, it's like, is she going to swipe left? Is she going to swipe right? <laughs> uh... right? Like, I don't know. It's like, but that's how rude, like, Harmony was. Like, everyone gasped in the theater being like, how oh. dare she? And then it's like, yeah, some people are like, that's superficial. And I kind of, like, the minute that we heard that thing of, like, her mom being like, Harmony, you have so many toys. I was like, this girl isn't good news. Like, I don't trust this girl. She has so many toys. Like, nope. I don't. Something bad's going to happen. And also... I- to be fair, who wants a baby doll from like the fifties? I mean, in this day and age, year yeah. of our Lord, twenty nineteen. That could have been a really interesting like story. It's like, how do we go up against like iPads and video yeah. games? That should be what Toy Story Five is about. <laughs> <It's> about- <laughs> Take it back. No, we're okay. Toy Story Five. Um, all the the gang of toys at Bonnie's, they go on eBay yeah. and they find another Woody because they miss Woody too much. And they're like, well, we don't know where actual Woody is, so we're just going to buy Woody well, on eBay. And it's going to be like the first movie except with Woody, and there's going to be iPads and stuff, and they're going to be like, oh, I don't will know. Will there be video game characters, too? Like, will we have Pikachu plushes and stuff? Oh, my God, we should. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that sounds like a plot for, like, a horror version of Toy Story. Yeah, it's, like, it, it's, like, uh, it's like a new Woody, but it turns out evil. But I, think that's, <laughs> like, yeah. I, think that's, I think that's kind of what we were touching on earlier, that, like, there's other stories you could do with Toy Story, but they just end up being really creepy and really messed yeah. up, so they don't go that direction they should uh ask nintendo for permission to uh display amiibos yeah yeah i, I want amiibos in my toy story yep but, but along the lines of like we, we've like touched upon like immortality and, and stuff like also like in in their conversations that uh, woody reveals that he was made in the 50s and yeah. that, like uh, uh, gabby gabby has also been around for a long time but like this rate this obviously raises the question like why does he feel so devoted to andy specifically if like I if you were around know. for all that time before then like what were you doing it's weird and like in toy story 2 andy's mom is like no this is a family toy he's not for sale what does that mean was he yours was he andy's dad's whose was he why does woody only act like andy was his only owner what's up with that the fairly odd parents don't act like timmy was his only kid were their only kids i don't understand <laughs> but i mean that's that's kind of like the point like i think that's the kind of thing they just don't want to dig into because it gets really messed up like oh these God, toys are but these toys are gonna be immortal they're gonna have like like at some point they're just gonna not like there's there's only so many kids in the world. Not every toy can be a favorite toy. There's a lot of toys just sitting in closets, sad, well, all when, around the world. When they do the gritty live action um, remake of the first Toy Story, oh, they yeah, will get into this. Yeah, the 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 animated live action, the virtual mm-hmm. yep. the virtual animation, whatever whatever John Favreau <laughs> called it, with real human children playing with uh, green screen CGI toys. Yeah, and and they'll no 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 they'll literally turn Tom Hanks into a toy finally. Oh my god! Oh yes, and it'll, it'll just be like Tom <laughs> Hanks in a cowboy costume. 
<laughs> but but then that means well but we have to recast him Alan, okay like well, let's oh, give buzz to somebody else do you think that's why buzz was kind of not really in the movie and also really annoying and bad just mm. because no, tim allen's reputation precedes him mm. <laughs> i don't know i think well, the- both liked buzz honestly really oh okay well i don't I'm- I'm sorry. I just, I just remember what we how we walked out of the theater. Uh, yeah. Beatrice, do you want to give your buzz thoughts? I mean, um, well, in terms of buzz, I was like, I, I didn't know he was so kind of um, literal. I, I didn't I didn't know that about him. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm also bleeding. And there was this one like cartoon show on Disney Channel where it was at, like a car uh, that was like a that was actually about buzz. But like yeah. in the story of Buzz Lightyear. So, um, I don't know. Um, I was, I was very surprised. I didn't mind it though. And I like how, like, I mean, he, his gag was really funny. Um, I don't know if, if, if his short time was because, was for this, was because of Tim Allen. I think it's just because they had to decide, they had to make a choice. They're like, okay, do we, we, if we want to tell this Woody story and we want to make Bo an actual character and we're introducing this this kid named Porky and it's all about what he's saying. Hey, I'm good. Like I wanted more Jesse, but I was like, you know what? It's okay. Cause, cause it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really uh, underutilized Joan Cusack in this. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, but we need you don't do that. Well, yeah. okay. At the very least we can say that she kind of had her own movie. She had her own really depressing scene in Toy Story 2 at the very least. She like did. she did have her own movie. Yes, That's like it's true. not like it's so insulting that she didn't get it. Like, at least she had her own movie at the yeah. very least. Yeah, she had her own like character arc, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, this isn't like we're we're glossing over Bo Peep in Toy Story three. We thought we were done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think one of you guys said that like earlier that like Bo Peep is kind of filling the role of Buzz in this movie, and so I yeah, think that's why like my reaction is just like Buzz kind of feels very superfluous in, in this story, and like it it kind of feels like the um I, I get the, the the gag of him being literal is is fine, but like also if if. I thought that we had gotten a little bit farther in Buzz's character than than me this. too. So it, it it almost felt like a regression in a way. So like, I think like just all those like thoughts coming into me it make me feel very lukewarm on Buzz, especially considering how good other characters are in this movie. Like Buzz kind of just feels like tossed to the side a little bit. It, it it definitely feels like a flanderization of his character. Like we're really pushing him off. We're pushing him off to the side just so that we can focus on Woody. But I'm fine with that because Woody's story was so good. If, if Woody's story wasn't as good as it was, I don't think I'd be as high on Buzz's part in this movie. But I do enjoy, I think his part was funny. I think he played well on the other Keegan-Michael Key and um, the other guy. I forget his name. Pe- Peel. Peel. Sorry, Peel. Peel. Jordan Peel. Wow. I don't. I can't believe I forgot his name. Jordan Oof. Peel. Th- th- them together, like they were really funny and they played off of Tim Allen really well. And I don't know. I think it all worked really well for me. And I think that it... It's annoying that a previous character that was great or, or was something else became just kind of like a gag character this movie. But in terms of this movie alone, I think it worked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can we also, are we, can we talk about the plushies? Sure. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, 
Let's get to, I, I guess, the besides Gabby Gabby, the big uh, uh, new characters that I guess as a result have to push out some of the older cast. We have uh, Ducky and Bunny, the two the big plushies. Yes. Uh, we have yes. uh, du- Duke Kaboom, a, a Daredevil toy voiced by Keanu Reeves in what I think is a voice that like without his face just doesn't sound like him. But that, that's yeah, just me. I, that was, I didn't even uh, know that was Keanu Reeves. I did yeah, not know that. Yeah, there you go. It's Keanu Reeves uh, playing a Canadian. What a surprise. Uh, uh, and uh-huh. and uh, we have uh, the little uh, pop, uh, the little uh, toy person, a uh, giggle McDimples, who's on uh, uh, Bo Peep's shoulder a lot. So we got a lot of like extra ca- new characters to throw into the midst here. What were you guys feel? Like, did you have a favorite new new addition? Um, Beatrice, you wanted to talk about the plushies. They're amazing. They're so <laughs> great. They were so funny. Like every like. The entire sequence of them explaining to Buzz like their plan to steal the keys, yes. and yes. this the, but that that big long sequence, that long plan of like following the woman home, and then like it's it was like a mini horror movie, and I was I don't know I was just like maybe because of like the rise of Jordan Peele as like a very big like, horror director and creator, I I thought maybe this is like a funny little nod of like oh this is funny like it's kind of like horror esque, but it was so amazing and hilarious, and they followed through because at the end during the credits they had the huge like godzilla scene with them which is so amazing and they were just they were really funny they were really funny and um yeah they were they were great i i just i think they're of the new characters so this doesn't include Bo. doesn't include any of the, of the new ones including forky i think they're the the most entertaining of them all I can and this is that going up against Keanu Reeves, which says a lot. But I can I, confirm that Beatrice lost lost it at, at the horror movie thing. <laughs> Beatrice completely lost it at that part in the theater. It was uh, amazing. Oh, my, my my the audience that I was in also reacted the hardest to that scene, and I think it's just like the built because like it begins with like showing them attacking the old lady in different fashions, and yeah. then it, it's like a build up to that very long sequence of like silence, oh, and then so they're just good. rising. So it's the timing is just great on that entire sequence of them. So I think the like that scene in particular definitely like it, it, is probably their peak. <laughs> the yeah, it almost feels like Jordan Peele wrote it. Like, it it feels, feels like, like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And not only that, but it's like, that could have been like an animated short. It's an animated yeah. short within the movie. That's why we didn't get an animated short because it was right there for us. Mm. And it was kind of spread out over the movie with them telling stories. Like, it, yeah. I could have just watched a short of them trying to tell someone plans yeah. for like five minutes straight. Like, I would have watched that that short. Well, the, the, there's your new idea, Pixar, for <laughs> fulfilling in time. Uh, put it before yeah. Onward. We'll, we'll watch. Just please do that instead of another Olaf thing. Please. Honestly, God. like, I'd watch that over Onward. Oh, shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> You're just very upset with Onward. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that trailer like annoyed was before. Pixar. Yeah. Um, Sa- Sam, do you ha- have any preferences among the new uh, characters or any thoughts? I liked Giggle McDimples a lot. I thought she was really cute and, like, adorable. And she was, like, you know, the best friend, the beau, like, talking about the man stuff. And I liked that a lot. Uh, I I guess I enjoyed Duke Kaboom as well. I don't know. Like, <laughs> the Canadianness of it was very played up. Uh, what was, like, his kid's French uh, name? P- Pierre, I think. No, it was Jacques. Uh, it was it, it was something like. <laughs> Let me go through all the French names. Oh, oh, go, wait, which which person we talk about? Jerome? No, that's not it. No, the, the, the Duke, Duke Kaboom's, Kaboom's master. Yeah. 
I went to yeah. owner. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I because he would like say it like so dramatically, like, I'm doing this for you. I don't remember your name. It's not on the Wikipedia oh. summary. <laughs> it, it, uh, let me see. I, it was an Indian name, wasn't it? No, it was a French name. Yeah, okay. it was French. Oh, it was an Indian kid, wasn't it? I'm, I'm mixing things up. No, it was a white kid. So. It was. It was? Am I just? <laughs> it was, was a just... white kid with curly red hair. Was it? Yeah, he looked like he belonged in Ratatouille. I think I found it. I think. What? Hold on. I, I wasn't Rajan! Having... Rajan, there you go. Rajan! Yeah. Oh, Rajan. I'm having, like, weird, selective, like, amnesia. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, yeah that this is for you, That's podcasting, Rajan. by the way. I was just <laughs> looking through for the name. <laughs> looking through the name of, of the show. I hope everyone enjoyed that. Trying to see if you guys remember the name of Rajan. Um, uh, yeah, like like um I, for me personally i just like that i recognized the toy that he was supposed to be because <laughs> um in the 70s when evil knievel was like a big guy like he was like a big stunt person he was all over whatever doing jumps etc they made a toy that was basically just do kaboom but in real life with evil knievel and do kaboom is supposed to be the canadian version of that and i thought that was funny uh other than that it's all right i don't know like personally i would have preferred maybe a little bit to stay more with our core group of toys that we already know but then again if you have new blood you have new things to bounce off of instead of the same old stuff you've been bouncing off of for the last 20 years so i get why there's more toys introduced and i think it's a net positive but not particularly my preference you understand well, yeah and but i think that like also they added these new characters because do kaboom and specifically ducky and what's the other one's name ducky and what um, bunny. bunny bunny i don't yeah ducky and bunny those those characters the new ones are their story is also about finding a purpose for themselves yeah and and that's why we focused on them and i don't think there is compelling which is on purpose like there is not the focus um they're not as compelling as woody or Bo or gabby but they definitely have that same smaller arc of they want a place to be. They want they want a purpose and they don't have it. And they're trying to fill that in a different way than Woody is, in a different way than Gabby is, in a different way than Bo is. And I don't think they wanted to, because if we were going to do that with one of the characters we already knew, we would have to go as deep as we did in, with Woody to see that. And I don't, we just didn't have time to do that anymore. Yeah. I will say also a plus for Duke Kaboon is that um, we get the line, yes, I Canada, and that's yes. great. I think I, that's great. I think that should be a thing we say in the common lexicon of the English language. Like, can we do that? that yes, we Canada. Yes, we Canada. Like, yes, yes we Canada. There's also that amazing moment where he does the last jump, and he's like, I can do it with my eyes closed. Everyone's like, wait, no. And he just goes. I don't know. That really got me. That was really good. <laughs> Yeah, also, like, him, like, going through, uh, again, like, the physical humor they throw in this, too. He, like, goes through the hole, but, like, he hits his head and, like, falls off the bike. Like, it's, but, like, because before it was, like, slow motion, like, he's gonna do it and, like, still messes up at the end. So, like, it, 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 it's all great there. Um. Oh, and all yeah. the posing, all the posing, and they oh. get, even got, now it's even funnier that it was Keanu Reeves. They even got him to do all the grunting for all the poses yeah. for, like, a minute straight. Like, oh, that's really good. Yeah, but we're really in the Keanu sense here of the, in terms of like his, his film career. So I guess this is that's like, true. Like Ke- 2019 is a really big year for Keanu at this point. I guess. Yeah, like he's just everywhere right now. Yeah, that's like, even crazy. That's crazy. 
Yeah, like just like line up John Wick three and Toy Story four. Then John Wick three might still Plus be like theaters. E3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it he was. was big, he was a huge part of E three. Yeah, yeah. So so Keanu's had had a, had a pretty big last couple of months here, and uh, I guess it continues. Although, like again, I'll stress, he doesn't sound like Keanu in the movie, which is a little weird. Yeah. So, like if you don't if you don't know that it's Keanu, like a, a, as Sarah, like you'll easily miss it. I think I I, I <laughs> but, just didn't know. Well, when really? you think of Keanu, I think you think like, oh yeah, surfer. Like, whoa, man. Wait. That's so funny. I don't see that. I'm like, I don't know what Keanu's supposed to sound like. He sounded fine to me. No, no, no. Maybe no, 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 because I always didn't sound like Keanu. That's all. Well, that's what I mean. Like, he. I don't know what sounding like Keanu sounds like. I don't know where the surfer idea of Keanu I came from. Because I, 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 I get the Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix, Point Break, everything that he did in the nineties. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, let's hear anything else that we have not uh, covered. The animation. Depth? Well, okay. So like aesthetically, um, we've we've got a lot of uh, different things going on. Like we have the the, the playground. Um, uh, the the very beginning is a flashback to uh, to like uh, when they were with Andy, and it's like begins with like rain, and it definitely feels like okay, we're showing off that we can do. Like, oh no, yeah, they're definitely showing. <laughs> like, awesome. So yeah. Who is a strange man coming to their house on a rainy night to pick up a lamp? <laughs> no, I it, think he was picking up toys from yeah, like that he that that, that um Andy's sister daughter. was gonna pass on to his daughter. Yeah, but like, why 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 do we have to set it up like this? <laughs> because it's creepy. Because it just happens to movie. They're just yes. showing off. They really are. There's that shot yeah. with like. Woody's on the ground in the driveway when the car leaves in the headlights and like the lighting and the rain and the and like the texture of him as the toy is incredible and I'm just like yeah wow look what we can do now yeah it's live action now guys we're in live action okay I will say one thing I will say one thing okay so everyone was making this comparison between the dog in Toy Story to the cat in Toy Story three yeah but once I saw the cat's face in the movie I was not as impressed. It yeah. was, I, they did not get the eyes and the face right. So it's the, like, mm, I kind of wish they hadn't shown that face because it didn't look like a cat anymore. The, the impressive thing for me was just all the texture on the toys because there'd be lighting and scenes. Yeah. And we talked about this, Beatrice. There are scenes with Bo Peep and Woody and they're made of different materials. And the lighting is just completely different off of them. But it makes perfect sense because they're one's porcelain, one's like this wood yeah. material. And it's really cool. It's just Im- so impressive the way they did it. And it's like for every toy has a different texture and it's so impressive. Like that's the only word I can use. Like it's just so impressive. The lighting in this movie. No, I agree. Not, I yeah. agree. I'm not saying anything against that. I'm just saying oh, it because no, no, there's was, so much talk about this cat. No, I was I agree with that was like one of the big animation movie. things on Twitter for a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I'm just saying the cat covered up this like incredible part of the animation that people aren't like, like it just, it just like overshadows a bigger thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching uh, Monsters Inc. yesterday, and honestly, they come came a long way with like fur and the fuzz in the last twenty or so years. Do, do you think uh, Ducky and Bunny could have fit into Monsters Inc.? Um, they're not monsters, so no. 
Well, they're furry. They they could have made like a conjoined toy, uh, like monster things like them. I guess I don't know. I'm not I'm not too big a fan of Monsters Inc. Honestly. Wow. Oh, okay. Hot well, takes. Lots, you'll fi- you'll find my impressions on Twitter when I like finish the last twenty minutes of it. <laughs> Uh, uh, also, um, another animation thing that sticks out is that I, I think this was alluded to earlier, but the chandelier scene where like they're having their like little romantic thing and yeah. like they're looking at, at out at the chandeliers, like all the different lights going on and like the light is shining on Woody's uh, on Bo Peep's face as she's turning. So like that's all uh, definitely like very uh, pleasing to the eyes as well. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's very uh, good. Yeah, and and like as you mentioned earlier, like with the settings, like we we are like pretty constrained, but like at the same time, like we're using a whole like uh, amusement park situation. Yeah, I got, really like liked the-, the carnival setting, and I liked how it looked at night. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah so the the night scenes were were pretty cool with like all those ride lighting going on. Like when we go under the the carousel slash merry go round. That's all, <laughs> so all pretty good. That's one of the funnier gags in the movie. Here's a Sam question. Yes. Yes. So they Bo Peep and her gang they drive around on the skunk RC car. Where did they get the skunk skin? Did they kill a skunk I and then skin so. it for its fur to I put on this RC so. car? I really hope Bo Peep killed a skunk. Could Bo Peep kill a skunk? I think maybe that's how she broke her arm. Oh, or man. maybe it was roadkill. The okay. skunk. I think that's, I mean, the, honestly, that's the easy answer, yeah, Beatrice. Beatrice. Like, Come on. Or like, there's like I, a want, like, I want her to have her like, what, what's that they called? Like the, the stick? The stick uh, she staff? had? The staff, yeah. The staff. And she like, I want to see that short of her fighting a skunk to the death. And like, she loses an arm and like, it, it, I don't know. It just, it's very. That should be a thing that we yeah. yeah, I want that now. Yeah. Um, also, very quickly, um, there's like this... The, 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 the main thing that the other toys that are not Woody and the new people are made to do is like be in this van for most of the time and delay the parents from oh, getting home. We're going to jail! So Dad's we... going to jail! Okay, you enjoyed that part? Okay, so Sam? You're, you're I laughed pretty hard in the theater at that. I thought it was okay. messed up, you know, like this poor guy, you know, he's just really bad. trying to like, you know, have a road trip with his family and a tire breaks and like, okay, you fix the tire and then your van just starts getting all spooky and you have like a line of cop cars behind you. That's terrifying. Like you can't stop the car. And then like, thankfully he wasn't arrested or anything, but like, I didn't think that was funny. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny, but I also had this tinge of like, Wow, I feel really bad for this guy. Also, I am stunned he was actually not brought to jail because that's not how it would work in real life. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like realistically, how are you gonna like explain that away? Like you can't be like my car malfunctioned and made me do this for the, all this time, right? No, it would not happen like that. A hundred percent, like everyone involved would be in a jail cell. Bonnie uh, would be traumatized. Yeah, Bob, I need to see her dad go to jail. Um, yeah, so uh, I think we uh, any of um, as I, I'm missing a big things. I guess we can say that for final thoughts. But one thing I do want to touch upon is like 
how this fits into like where Pixar is currently because th- this has been kind of a turbulence movie for for, for Pixar in terms of production. But this originally John Lasseter had had some say in it, but because of his uh, sexual harassment, uh, he was uh, pushed out. So that's one thing. Around the same time, Rashida Jones and a writing partner were involved as well, but they stepped away de- describing creative differences. But also, they mentioned that women and people of color did not have the amount of voice in Pixar that they were felt comfortable with, and that they also included that in their explanation. Um, so at the end of the day, this movie has eight different writing credits. Uh, also, uh, it was uh, reported during the Incredibles 2 production that dates were switched. So Incredibles 2 had a year less to work on it because uh, to give Toy Story 4 extra time. So we I have that going it. on. And now, at, now what we be, before we only knew of Toy Story 4, but recently we've gotten news that we have Onward coming out and we have Soul coming out as like the next two Pixar pictures. Those are two original movies, which is interesting because like we've been leaning, Pixar especially recently has been leaning a lot on sequels such as Incredibles 2 and Toy Story 4. So it's interesting that we've got two originals lined up oh, and we don't have any sequels. Oh, what? Is Onward the thing with the the little uh, blue boy who looks like the guy from Ratatouille? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's yes. that's and that's Tom Holland. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. I thought that was just some like DreamWorks thing. No, that <laughs> yeah, that that that's a Pixar, Pixar movie. And Ratatouille. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So I I just uh, I want to get your guys' opinions on I, I guess like the like what. Do you think like Pixar is still? I mean, obviously we, we're positive on on this movie for the most part. But like, do you believe like Pixar is still like the top animation studio? Or like the, the uh, is the? Do you see that this is like a place where it can improve on itself, considering all the culture stuff that has happened? Or is this like the beginning of the uh, of like a da- of a downturn or back or like? it can't hold hold up it's like the high reputation that animation people have given pixar for so many years like where does toy story 4 fit in like the pixar story um beatrice do you want to like try try giving thoughts there well i think disney animation has uh, has topped pixar for a while now in terms of quality in terms of the stories that they've been putting out because they've been putting out more original stories and they haven't been putting out as many sequels you know they had record they did record ralph they did tangled they did frozen then they did um zootopia and it was back to back to back to back and it's now they're starting to do more sequels but um but i mean i think that they're about they did moana they did all this stuff so I think Disney animation has taken, has become the number one studio, I think, at the moment. Pixar, they, I think their problem is that they have relied so much on, on sequels. They have a couple movies. They had Inside Out, which is really good. They had Coco, which is really good. Um, but in terms of where they fall, I mean, you know, we are getting these two store, these two original stories coming up. So it's just a matter of will these two be, Coco and Inside Out, or will they be the good dinosaur? We don't know. It's either going to be one, you know, <laughs> right. it's like, it's like, where are they going to fall? Because that's really the question. Um, and, you know, they, you know, now that I think about it in terms of diversity in Toy Story 4, like there, there wasn't that much diversity with the toys. Really, like the, the actual like human looking people in, of the toys were all white people. 
So that's worth noting. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a interesting time. I think we're in a transition period with Pixar where we're starting to see as with Lasseter, who thank God is gone. We're starting to see like, okay, now we're going to see a shift. It's like, all right, well, here's your time. This is the moment you have now the one person, like there are a lot of people who've been with you for a long time, but the main like creative head is gone. Show us what you got. Show us if you're going to actually commit to after, especially after being called out for it, show us what you're going to do with this diversity. Because one of the things with Onward, it's about these two bros. Like, I don't care. I don't care. And um, yeah, so We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I, in order, I can't tell you. Oh, it's gonna. It, I have complete confidence, or I have no confidence, because um, Toy Story Four was a good movie, and despite everything, I think um, Incredibles Two not so much a good movie. But um, you know, it's it's it's. We'll see how how it goes. I mean, we won't know until we get onward and we get Soul, um, and we see how those movies play out. All right, all right. Thank you for that, um, Sarah. Do you, do you want to give any Pixar thoughts? I'm. I agree generally with what Beatrice has said that Disney is more consistent than Pixar right now. Um, but I think the more impressive thing right now in animation is that I think like the picture of the year isn't going to be Pixar every time. It's or it's not going to be Disney every time because last year's was. Um, Spider-Verse, and it was from Sony, not like a studio I would have expected to come out of at it to come out of at all. And I think that's kind of like what we're moving towards, where like these animated films aren't gonna be coming from one team anymore. And I like that. I like that we're getting these big animated movies that are like impressive and really complex that are not coming from just one theater at a time. That said, I still want these Pixar stories. I like them, but it gets when, when you go into a Pixar movie, you're like, I know the this, this, this strings are going to pull. They're going to work on me. But it does get a little bit like, I know what you're doing here, Pixar. You've done this to me. Do something new. Do something different for me here. And 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 it's just a fact of creativity. Like, sometimes you, you just go, you fall back on the things you're used to. Fall back on the things that you're, you've done before. And like, and like Beatrice was saying, last year's gone. So a lot of, actually, a lot of people have moved, or like a lot of things have changed. A lot of cast, a lot of people aren't working there have changed and it's gonna be interesting to see if we actually get a push for something a little different now and i'm interested to see that as well Mm -hmm. okay okay uh sam are you excited or or, or, for pixar going forward or i'm pretty Um, mad i mean honestly i've never been too big of a pixar fan to begin with like their movies oh yeah they're classics like sure why not um, honestly, I think that, you know, what Sarah was saying kind of rings true that they kind of hit similar beats and like, oh yeah, you're always going to cry at the end of the second act or something yeah, and that sort of thing. And it gets dull and tiring and you kind of want more stories that are more diverse in what beats that they hit, you know, storytelling wise, I think Pixar does have a lot of variety, you know, they have Story about a fish that gets lost. Story about toys. Story about monsters working at an energy plant. And, you know, those are really uh, different things from each other. But they 
do sort of always bank on the emotional emotional aspect and the sentimentality aspect. And, you know, sometimes you don't want that all the time. Uh, not to say that that's bad, but I would like to see them sort of break out into more... Uh, I don't know what the word is. Like, yeah, maybe do more comedy stuff, more romance stuff. I know that that won't appeal strictly to the kiddies and, you know, the theme park tickets that they're trying to push for Disney. But I don't know. Like, it's 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 a hard tightrope to walk when, you know, your masters had dollar signs in their eyeballs and you're trying to make stories that will relate to the people. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that speaks to the parts of this movie that we praised, which were prim- primarily Gabby Gabby being like kind of a different type of antagonist compared to previous Toy Story movies. We've talked about like Woody, Woody's whole existential arc and like how that can be interpreted in different ways. It's like there there are pieces of this movie that we praise that are that are that stray from the the usual Pixar moves. And so, like that, definitely, I I agree with like we if if it continues to experiment with the framework that they've established, like that that's a good direction to go in. Uh, onward, I will admit as well that I'm not very excited for that, given the brief piece we've gotten. A uh, soul could literally be anything because it only knows it's about souls. I was yeah, so. I was reading like the the summary that is on Wikipedia or like the press release that they did. It just uh-huh. seems like Inside Out, but like in the universe or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think I made a joke. It's like, what if souls had souls? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I figured that, that that's that's that, that's like gonna be the kind of the thing. But like, really, we have no clue what it's about. So, like. Uh, uh, I'm excited for more for for not having a sequel on the schedule currently because I think that at, at the end that's probably the better better decision for getting more creative with the types of stories you're telling. But at, at least with onward, like that still gives me pause as to like whether or not we're gonna actually make this more of a uh, of a diverse type of story or we're gonna like fall into the same tropes that we've covered in previous uh, Pixar buddy comedies, which uh, we've had many of in the past. It's going to be Monsters, Inc., but with Blue Boys. (laughs) Yeah. And also Chris Pratt is there. And And Tom Holland. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I could not care less about Tom Holland. (laughs) I'm sure that he's a nice person, but I don't understand the hype. Okay. I also just uh, hate Chris Pratt, so there you go. Yeah, I'm fine with Chris Pratt, but, I, uh, you know, I, <laughs> different tastes. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to continue this conversation when we're trying to wrap up, but I also want to add in here that I think un- something that I forgot about and something that does actually fill me with a little bit more interest in what Pixar is going to be doing in the future is they did release those three shorts earlier this year that were all yeah, a little yeah. different. Um, Pearl, Smash and Grab, and Kitful. And Kitful specifically is probably more like old Pixar stuff, but it hit me real hard and it definitely felt like these three things oh yeah i sobbed yeah i think these but i also think these three shorts kind of um went a little less g-rated than other pixar things have gone like they they went into like animal abuse and um workplace uh like sexism in the workplace and smash crowd was a little less deep than that but i still think that they went it, it showed i think that there's room here for Pixar to tell stories outside of this G rating that they're kind of married to right now. 
And I think that might be holding them back in some ways. Like you can tell a story without like saying curse words and stuff like that. But I think that there's some things that they can't do without having a higher rating. Like they need to, if they want to tell specific stories and I kind of want them to go that direction at some point, just go a little further. And cause I'd really want to see that mm-hmm. in like a big feature film, not just a short film. Right. Right. Well, you know okay. what? Something I wish, I wish, um, um, Oh well, no, I changed my mind. Um, it's, I, I, I was confusing. Um, I was confusing Walt Disney uh, Studios with Pixar at this moment because I was like, okay, well, if you're gonna get creative, like I, I'd love to see Pixar get, and same with Walt Disney, um, just seeing them get creative with animation styles, change it yeah. up a bit, maybe play like you know, like um, Disney released Paper Man like in 2012, and it was like it looked like 2D, but it also incorporated 3D elements. And I was like, yeah. they're like, oh, we're using this to experiment with po- with future things that we're using for our movies. And it's like, where is the movie that looks like Paper Man, please? I want like, that. you know, where is it? Yeah. So I and I think the Spider Man winning kind of showed that there is a desire for non Disney slash non 3D animation animation film animated films and I, if if pixar wants to do something bold and creative give me some of that and i think that's part of the reason why kit bull stands out of these three sparks programs because the other two are this the normal um not normal but they're the cg animation where we know pixar for like the stories are they they, they didn't make me cry as much as kit bull but i also don't think they're bad i just think that kit bull stands out like they have this more they they have this animation style that's just a little more um, a little less concrete like the cat is literally just this ball of fuzz on the screen and it's very evocative and you remember it you remember the character you're seeing based on the way they're drawn and it's different than what pixar usually does and i like that and it, i and i agree with you i want them to do something beyond this like because like toy story 4 is insanely impressive for the animation but there's only so much you can do that you can only impress me so much with that you need to do something a little more different at some point yeah there's only so many times you can impress me with like God rays and reflections and stuff. <laughs> Something to impress us, you know, like Lion King, virtual reality. Oh, yep. <laughs> uh, well, we, have to save, yeah. we have to save our takes for that. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll come back. Yeah, um, <laughs> also, feel free to check out our Lion King retrospective podcast. If you we were on pre- previous take. Oh, yeah, we were on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so. We've got the state of Pixar down. So with that, let's just get to fi- like any final stray thoughts you've got on Toy Story 4 before we begin signing off. Sam, do you have anything else oh, that man. we haven't talked about? I thought that I did, but I forgot it. I wanted to say things that I thought were interesting. Fun facts. While I was browsing the Wikipedia page. Uh, mm. you know, So I, I posted this on our Skype thread that we have going. But apparently uh, all those closet toys were voiced by like Mel Brooks, Carol Burnett, Betty White, oh, really? Carl Reiner. Yeah. So that's fun. And then also, since Don Rickles died, they just spliced together voice clips for Mr. Potato Head, which I thought was very interesting. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, like, think about it. Can you think of any notable Mr. Potato headlines in this movie? No, <laughs> yeah. I can't. Right. Yeah. So, like, you could just like find some generic line that he said in like a throwaway session. It's like, let's just throw that in there of like him reacting to something. Yeah, he's fine. not a big part of the movie anyway. Why not? That's my Pixar executive voice. But yeah. yeah, so that's the the evolution of the Grand Moff Tarkin uh, in Rogue One or something. 
Yes, I don't. I've never seen Rogue. <laughs> that just yeah. goes over my head. Uh, yeah. but yeah, Toy Story Four is okay. Yeah. okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, is Toy Story Land in California Adventure? Is that the park that it's in? Where is it? The toys, the theme park thing. I want to say you're right that it's the California. Yeah, thank you. For- I spend uh, a good chunk of my time watching theme park related videos, but I don't remember where it is. It says Hollywood Studios, so yes. So yeah, California. Well, no, that's in um, that's in Florida. Oh, Disney's Hollywood Studios is in Florida. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. But okay. Yeah, that, it used to be <laughs> yeah. MGM, and then the, the change it to Hollywood Studios, and then uh, anyway. Okay, so it's Florida. Theme parks. They're gonna make a Toy Story five because they want to keep the theme park money going in. Yep. All right, good, 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 good analysis. Beatrice, <laughs> um, any final Toy Story four thoughts? Uh yes, we Canada. Good enough, uh, <laughs> Sarah. Just that this was—I I, enjoyed this movie, and I think one funny moment we didn't talk about was the uh, moment when uh, there, there's that baby cradle and there's the Chucky doll in it and the one person picks it up and the woman just screams and it was just I don't know that was so funny I just loved it I could like I didn't see that and I don't want to it it wasn't the the Chucky doll it was one of the puppets right yeah 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 Yeah, it was sorry the puppets I call them the Chucky dolls sorry oh my god they're not Hmm. they're different I know Side note, great counter-programming for Child's Play to come out the same day uh, as Toy Story 4. Okay, look, it's, it's good counter-programming, but their advertising campaign of the ripped-up Toy Story toys was annoying as heck. Oh, okay, I didn't know they so. did that. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, they just kept putting out posters on Twitter of, like, a ripped-up Rhett's, a, a Woody arm sticking out, a, a Buzz foot. It's just like, they just, like, kept putting out posters. Just like, hey, guys, we're at the same time as Toy Story. Watch us. Um, she'll shut up. Never, I guess never, that's... That's a question. Do I prefer Chucky to the marionette puppets in Toy Story 4? No. <laughs> Chucky is the, is not, no pun intended, the seed. See the Chucky, ha ha ha. Uh, of my puppet fear. Okay. And I cannot see him or, or I will be. So I prefer the creepy marionette puppets over Chucky. That's important to know, Sam. Yes. Yeah. Just yes. so you yes. know. Like, <laughs> dude, for, for a while there, Spencer's was like selling like a Chucky oh, doll. Spencer. At, yeah, I know, right? My stepdad would like take me in the Spencers. He'd be like, "I'm gonna buy that and I'm gonna put that in your room," and I would be terrified. Why would you ever walk into a Spencers with any other human being? Because I was like <laughs> seven. I kind of have to follow your parents around the mall. I know, seven. but it, see, I would never walk into a Spencers with anybody that's living, anyone with a pulse. I would never <laughs> walk into one to begin with, but I definitely wouldn't do it if someone was with me. All right. <laughs> well, um, that that concludes our story <laughs> for discussion with a talk about Chucky dolls and Spencer. So, on that note, if you'd like to find out the info uh, on this podcast, uh, if you want to learn more, you can go to overlyanimated.com. Uh, as previously alluded to, you can join us on Discord if you want to chat with us about Toy Story 4, about animated films, or any other type of animation. We also have a Not Safe for Work channel if you want to tell us Toy Story 4 dirty jokes. I don't know. There might be some out what? there. Um, you can find them <laughs> overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Beatrice said she had a Not Safe oh, for yeah. Work joke. Had, or it was not related to any I of the characters it. of Toy Story. Oh, oh, I'm going to have a Toy Story coming back to life. 
So you just wanted to tell a random unrelated joke in the middle? No, it's related to toys coming to life, but it was not ah, about oh, Toy characters. Okay, okay, okay. No, no, Alex is more interested now. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there are different kinds of toys out there. It's just not my take. I feel but, like uh, yeah. it, I, this is going to be get edited out. This can't go on. Look, look, go to Discord if you want to hear the rest of the joke. Okay, yeah, this there you go. Anyways, not that also if if you've listened this far, it's likely that you like hearing us. So if that's the case, we would always appreciate any financial support you want to. Give us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Sarah, a.k.a. Sarah Nets. Rhymes with marionettes, but, you know, yeah, so Toy yeah. Story connection. Um, yeah. I'm sorry to relate you, Sarah, to one of the, the creepy characters of this movie, but there you go. Uh, that, that's the bonus of, of signing up for Patreon. I get to tie you in with the thing we're covering uh and thanks as always to our patreon executive producers ryan steve beatrice hugh and michael um if you enjoyed this discussion you can find our previous discussions on animated films such as uh, our lion king retrospective uh, we did a couple weeks ago uh we have spider uh, spider verse content if you want to reminisce over that animation feat uh, we also cover a wide variety of animated uh, television programs as well. We've got uh, Miraculous Ladybug around, Amphibia. Uh, we are beginning our final space coverage. So there's a lot. We co- have a wide variety of, uh, of stuff we talk about on here. So feel free to check out OverlyAnimated.com for that as well. Uh, thanks for, for listening, guys. And we will talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.